So, welcome everybody to a new episode of Bible Stories as Blueprints of the Soul. Hi, Etty. Hello, hello. Shalom, shalom. So, it's been a while since our last episode and I thought it could be worthwhile maybe to quickly talk about what we're trying to achieve with this podcast and um, from what angle we are looking at these stories here. Um, there are many ways to, to look at the Bible as a history book or as some kind of a dogmatic collection of what you should do and what you shouldn't do. All of that is fine in its own way, but we are really trying to do something quite different here in that we are trying to look at the stories presented as a way to find a perspective on life which may be very different from what we're accustomed to. Like in daily life, we, we think about how much money is on our bank account or, I don't know, will we get a better job? And we find that the stories in the Bible, when viewed from a not just historical viewpoint, bring up a worldview that really lets us experience life in an unexpected way. So, Etty, you have prepared today a topic that you would like to speak about. Yes, it's, um, it is called uh, Charity Shall uh, how do you say, save, save Us From Death. In Hebrew, we say it's the Katatilmi Mavit. Why, when we give charity, is we are saving ourselves from being dead? Okay. I'm not sure. It's uh, it's quite a statement, right? Mm -hmm. So uh, when I guess when we hear this, we think first of all. So if a person makes a big transfer to some kind of charity foundation that gives people food, uh, then he will not die. That first of all, it doesn't seem to make any sense, right? Why? Because medically, a person um, in the end has to die anyway whether he donated $5 in his life or $10. So that's probably not what you mean by this. Yeah, this is not. But also, yes. Okay, so, so maybe you we could explain tell, that a bit. We, maybe instead that of me telling us, uh, explaining about this, maybe we can hear a story Yes. that, that is mentioned in the book of Zohar in Parashat Behar. Zohar Parashat Behar. And the story is about Rabbi Chiyav and Rabbi Yossi. They were, they were walking one day, and then they met a mountain. From the mountain, they, they, they saw um, another two men. And while they were watching those two men coming from the mountain or next to the mountain, they noticed another man which was very poor. And then the, the poor man asked the people if they have a bit of bread to give him because he was 
wandering for two days in the desert and he did not eat. One of the two men that Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Yossi met offer, offered the poor man that bread that he was asking. While offering the poor man the bread, the other man, the one who did not give his bread to the poor, told his friend, Why do you give him your bread? I eat from my own bread, and I can give you from my bread. So why do you give your bread to, to a person? And the one who gave bread to the poor man says, Do I eat from yours? And he gave the poor man the bread and water, and what was left from the bread he sent with the poor man to his way. And all of them, all the four of them, continued to walk. They walked and walked until the man who gave the bread to the poor felt tired from being hungry. He saw a tree, and he sat beneath the tree. And his friend, who did not give the bread to the poor, went to another way. So he sat under the tree and fell asleep. And Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Yossi are watching it from close. While watching it from close, they were arguing whether they should offer the poor men their food or let the other men offer him his food. Rabbi Yossi offered the next view. Rabbi Yossi felt that there is a judgment upon this man who gave the bread to the poor. And when there's a judgment of a person, God gives him a window, an opening, to make a mitzvah, a good deed that could cover on the judgment that lying on a certain person. So Rabbi Yossi thinks that they should not take this good deed from the man. They should not give the bread to the poor man because if they would have done it, they would take out the good deed from this person that a judgment is standing on his head. While they were, they were watching the, the men sleeping under the tree, they noticed a big snake rising from the place he was sleeping. And Rabbi Chia started shouting, says, Oi, this man, he is about to die. The snake will kill him. And Rabbi Yossi says, no, God, God might bring a miracle to this man. He has to. And while they were looking at the man sleeping under the tree and a snake rising under him, they noticed another snake rising down, I mean going down on the opposite 
way. And the snake below the person bite and uh, kicked the snake that came from above and moved away. And Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Yossi are watching it from close. After a while, the man who fell asleep under the tree was waking up slowly from his sleep and Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Chia offered him food and drink. So they sat and ate and drank together and Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Yossi told him the story about the two snakes that appeared while he was sleeping. And the summary of this story is that If a person gives a charity, like this man who gave the the poor man from the desert some food, the one who gives to the other is hanging from the tree of life. The giver is connected to the tree of life. And by giving, by this action of giving, he is collecting the people that are hanging of the that are hanging on the tree of knowledge because the tree of knowledge is good and bad and bad is to die and while giving somebody a good thing we are collecting the people from the tree the tree of the dead and we bring them back to life. This what this is what the Zohar has to tell us about charity. Wow, thank you. Welcome. Um, I think there are, there are a lot of questions uh, that arise in this in this little story. And uh, like like many of these stories it is going in that very twisted way and this very circular way that it I think it takes some um, getting used to this kind of, of listening to a story and uh, trying to see what is uh, telling us. Yes. Yeah. And uh, you, you've already mentioned a few things and I think maybe it could be interesting to start with a question of, you mentioned that the tree of knowledge you mentioned also the tree of life, but you said that the tree of knowledge um, is death. And I don't remember if we talked about this issue before in previous episodes. I think we actually did. But perhaps it could be useful to, um, again, explain what is the tree of knowledge and why should knowledge be bad? Because for us modern people knowledge in a way it's it's the best thing we have right when a person is lucky he has university education and he can get a good job and a lot of money and to us knowledge is really the highest attainable good in life we could say because it leads to everything else so how can that be bad 
in one aspect that a person who knows believes that this is everything this is death if in, per- yes. yes if a person understands something he feels that he gain a lot and then he's close himself up this is death in in the sense that uh, if i know everything there is no room for surprises anymore perhaps yes, for coming water what do you mean coming water um life is a stream and of water coming and going um maybe it, you could explain how that is reflected in the hebrew language as well because yes, there is yes. a similarity right between yes, the words yes yes that um in hebrew we have this term mikveh uh mikveh is um a place when there are water there but the water has to stream meaning there is a, an opening entering place of water and another way of the water to go out and unlike a swimming pool which the water are constant the mikveh always streams water into the mikveh and there is another pipe streaming them out and this way you have stream all the time and this is a mitzvah to to dip in the mikveh mm-hmm. um yes there is a pasuk about that god is mikveh israel that god is as a stream of water for israel because there's always streaming in the divine there is no stopping and while we understand as human we are fixed and locked in our understanding and we are proud to think or to believe there's something else beyond our knowledge or our understanding in certain moment in life we become proud and then we die so it's like uh, the hebrew word for life chaim yes it's uh, a plural form right yes just like the um, noun for water yes. maim yes it's true even sound very similar 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 right yes so you say just as the the word even the the normal everyday hebrew word for water contains two yeah the coming and the going right also khaim so, the coming and the going yes so even in in the word for water or life we have this understanding that there is a coming and a going yes so and you say that the tree of knowledge kind of stops this process Stop. yes of streaming yes it wants to frame everything to concrete it to Perhaps, conquer and concrete yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> also in in yeah. the uh, english languages we can see those things because language as a phenomenon is is not something that people created True. so in in a sense language has been given to the people yes to to the human so you can see in each language reflections of of something something else 
whether it's in German or in English. But in Hebrew especially, I think this reflection is, is very clear and precise. Yes. So um, maybe also we know that uh, this addiction to knowledge is is not that foreign to us. No. There is the story of uh, Goethe's Faust, for example. The man is trying to learn subject after subject in university, mm -hmm. and he feels that the more he learns, the less he knows. Until in the end, we know he makes a pact with the devil. He, In, in other words, he does not know anymore what else uh, to bring him fulfillment. He studied everything in life, and in, it still it did not bring him happiness. So even even there, we we see that. So perhaps what you're saying is not that uh, far away from us. We are all heroin addict. Yes. Yes. So so some really take the how do you say the injection? They inject it into the blood mm -hmm. vessels with a needle. But to be sometimes most of us doing this, uh, how do you say, uh, not physically but uh, mentally, we, do, we are a heroin addict. Heroin is interesting because heroin in Hebrew is lirot. Lirot means to see is to evidence, evidence, edut, ladaat, knowledge. So we always want to see and to know and. In this we are all of us uh, are her heroin addicts. I mean, some people do this physically, but mentally this is what we do. We want to see everything, we want to know everything, we want to be sure of everything. Right. This That, is the angel of death. It reminds me of another uh, famously known story in the West of Oedipus, who could only see when he could not see. Yes. Yes. So even there, uh, we see in all kinds of cultures and languages, there is a reflection of this. So what we are slowly trying to unfold here and, and to point to, it is very different um, way of looking at life than the, let's say, academic or everyday perspective. But at the same time, there is somewhere in the back of the mind a kind of a hunch, let's say, or a previous, perhaps a, a memory or a remembrance of something else. There might be something which is maybe not what we think it is. It's interesting because what we learn in university or any systems is like to move from A to B, like straight line. Mm -hmm. We always move in terms of straight lines. And this is judgment. What the story from the Zohar, in the way it was told to us, it's not a linear story, because linear way of looking at life, meaning judgment. And the Zohar wants to, to teach us grace, the amazing grace. So this is why all the, all the Zohar itself is written in a circle way. You have to have patience to circle and circle and circle and go into the rows, through the petals of the rows. This is how the door opens the first article, the rows, the Shoshana. So we have to be patient with, with grace, a lot of grace 
to circle and to see the story or the topic from each angle on the cycle. It's very different way to look at things than we do this in our times. Exactly. Um, you just mentioned again, harking back to the story, the term judgment. When I hear such a term, Uh, the first thing that comes to mind is some judge sitting in a beautiful uh, black robe somewhere making judgment how long somebody has to go to prison or something. But um, again, I think what you mean here is something very different or what the story means. Perhaps you could bring that a bit closer to um, our common understanding. What is a judgment? Yes. Judgment basically is a lack of grace. Um, let's see. Let's give it. Can we give an example from daily life? Yes, please. Each kitchen has a. How do you say? A, for warming the water device for coffee. How do you call this? A kettle. A kettle. And uh, now we have uh, electronics ones, yes? So people come home and they're tired and just click the button down to warm the water, sometimes without looking if there are waters inside. So to put water inside the kettle before we click the bottom, uh, the button will be grace because we're filling the kettle with water. But just to click buttons... Uh, without doing any actions, any actions, any action of grace before we click it down, this is judgment. Because you want to go from A to B. I want to drink coffee now. I don't care if there is a water in a kettle, and I don't care uh, if there aren't any water there, and I'll burn the kettle and then make a Kurzschluss at home and bring the electricity company to fix it. I want coffee now in any price. So this is how we relate to life. All of us, we want to see results. Likes on Facebook and statistics <laughs> and stock exchange and interest, very high interest. What does it bring me? The universe, what can it bring me? Not what I can bring to the universe or to people. What, how people can make me happy, can fulfill my needs. So, so you mentioned that uh, in this story there was a judgment on the man. Yes. So, so what does that mean? There, there is like, uh, how can we understand this? It sounds like he is cursed or something. Just a lack, lack of grace, a bit of grace. This is why, the, like the godly plan, how uh, uh, circles him with opportunity to gi give grace back. Judgment basically is a lack of grace. So, if I understand you correctly, judgment is connected to knowledge in this way of speaking. Yes, yes. Beliefs connected 
and more to grace. And is there a reason in this particular story why um, this man is um, having too much knowledge, so to speak? Did he do something to cause um, that or? We don't know. He doesn't have even a name because there are two uh, figures that ha has, have names like Rabbi Chia and Rabbi Yossi and two ones anonymous. Mm -hmm. One of them, um, um, let's say, one of them does not want to give the the poor the the bread, and he's the bad. Uh, how do you say? There's a good will and a bad will. The mm -hmm. bad will in a person, an aspect, does not want to share his bread with the other. And the goodwill in a person wants to share because he believes what he has is not his because he is getting it from somewhere else, so there is no lack. Uh, this is why he can give because he doesn't give from what he has because what he gives from what is already comes from somewhere else. Um, so what you're saying is that these two people that here they don't have names, they are not actually um, people that now we should look for them in the history books or on no, Wikipedia, but no. uh, that it, they describe more um, psychological qualities. Yes, inside of us. Yes. Yes. So, and um, you say one wants to... Uh, one doesn't want to give because he feels there is a limit yes. on, on things. There is a certain budget, and if he uses that up, he doesn't have anything anymore, right? Yes, yes. Which I think is um, perhaps not that difficult for us to understand because that's how we all generally live life, right? Yes. We look at our bank account and say, oh, this is what I have. Um, what can I afford? What can I do? And that's that's all okay. That's natural. You have to do that in life. Um, but there, maybe it becomes a bit problematic if that's the only measurement we have, that we only judge according, you mentioned this before, to what we see. Yes, to, to the vessels that we can scale things. Exactly, because I can only see, for example, what I have appearing right now. I cannot yeah. measure on what I might have or might not have in the future because I cannot see it. Yeah. It might be that tomorrow I win in the lottery or I, I lose all my stocks. It's really, it's a kind of an unknown always. Yes. So if we have maybe the, the willingness to see that, we might measure very differently because we like to measure everything as if all the data that we have in each moment is solid or as if that's everything that there is and we can make solid judgment upon this for the future. Yes, but measuring things is like, we, is, this is what people in Sodom and Gomorrah, they did. They used to measure everything. I mean... It's not just historical story. Yes, but it would the but famous yeah, story yes, with the bed. Yes, yes they yes. cut off people because people were too long for the bed. Or they stretched them because they were too small. 
So this is the limitation of the human mind. We have to be modest because we don't know everything. We can only we can only measure what we can what can what has perceived in our in our minds. Let's say the how do you say the speed of the wind or kilometers or kilos but goodness like good feeling in the heart can we measure this can we measure a person a moment of happiness in a person's heart we cannot measure this that these are qualities yes there are lots of qualities which are which are very hard to to measure what is one gram of love or two kilo of understanding yes. it doesn't make any sense right yes so again in our world here in this daily life we have to measure everything and that's that's just how things work and that's also good that you measure how much uh, sugar you put into your coffee for example that mm. it will not be over sugared yes or yes. when you build a house uh, the measurements should be right so it will not fall apart but um, again if that's the only lens that we have especially when we look at things like happiness or hope then it gets very tricky because happiness and hope they they belong to this the heavenly the heavenly kingdom i mean how lama say our world is with measures with concrete with meters kilometers um cents and so because it's you you can measure material but we cannot measure the non-material and this is where we get to this second man yes and this is perhaps a bit uh, more i don't want to say difficult but more unusual for us to to think in that way yes perhaps you could explain why this man is not afraid to lose something because he feels that what he has in his hands is not his he is not the owner he recognizes a higher landlord this is why he is not afraid to give what he has and he trusts that whatever happens is good and for the best so he does not have any trouble or judgment of giving if a person already asks and he says please give me a bit of bread i have not eaten i'm wandering in the desert for two days so if a person already asks for help he doesn't see any trouble of giving him a bit of food and water in other words uh, to get back to what we discussed earlier that um, you could say the goodness without defining it further flows to him from somewhere yes and he has no problem that it flows from him to somewhere else yes he doesn't stop it exactly and and the goodness also appears why while he's sleeping under the tree the goodness appears while because when he sleeps under the tree there are two kinds of snakes the snakes with flames who comes beneath comes beneath him and another snakes which wants to kill him that rises i mean 
comes down on on him and the two snakes they they are representing two modus uh, moduses in our life the snakes that comes from beneath the man is our uh, deeds human deeds human deeds are like heaven excuse me like what like heaven like the son of adam and eve i in what we would call able in english in english translation yes The, the snakes that comes from the ground is like able it's our our deeds here the human deeds that are rising up for god and the the snakes that comes from above and wants to kill a person uh, is is like kind but in this story the the inner aspect the deeds the deeds of the humans they are uh, biting the killer in each and every one of us the one who does not want to give just wants to take and this is why the the man after a while is waking from his sleep under the tree and rabbi khia and rabbi yosi are telling him the story the miracle that the deeds of men the good deeds like heaven like abel are winning because a, a person who wants to do things only for himself is like kain he becomes assassinators killer all of us all of us inside of us we have an aspect of kain we we want to have everything for ourselves not to share a moment with a person not to share experience somebody's bothering me while I'm hovering the net and drinking coffee asking me a question what how dare he I'll kill him in my mind <laughs> or in a traffic jam yes so um again we have here these two qualities so this is um perhaps what one might call the kaleidoscopic nature of these stories that we have reflections within reflections so we have these two different men which represent different qualities and now we see the two snakes which again represent these two qualities but on a different angle of the spiral so to speak yes and um, what what i'm just curious when i heard the story is um why there are two snakes we know that there is a snake um in the in the bible in the original story and uh, we know the zohar is basically just a um another version of telling this story which we all know in genesis of the um the snake and the tree of knowledge uh, and it is generally connected to something bad yes Mm-hmm. like and uh, you mentioned here the snake that is trying to kill the person but i'm wondering why is the one the the deeds that are rising up why is that also a snake uh, there are two there are two snakes there are like everything is divided for two we have the kodesh i mean the holy the the snakes works under the law of holiness because everything is submitted to god so either the snake we can 
mean, God can activate everything. And either you activate an, an active, an element pro holiness or against the holiness. Okay. So it's like, like saying that um, a human being can basically never know whether something is good or bad because it might be that an action which a person thinks does a lot of good brings a lot of harm or a person does something and he thinks it brings harm and it actually does a lot of good. Yes. So again, we have this difficulty to, to actually um, get a grip on reality as a, as a whole. Yes. And there again, we have the in the English language, whole and holy. Yes. Meaning holiness is not something of golden angels flying in the sky and everybody is very well behaved and speaking quietly, but it has to do with a more um, wholesome holistic, way of yeah. exactly or holistic way of of looking at life. And in there, like you say, there are always two sides of the coin. Yes, always, always two sides of the coin. So, um, I find it interesting what you mentioned about the uh, the deeds of a person. Yes, in in Hasidut, Hasidism, Hasidism mm -hmm. they this term uh, known as Sheva Hamidot, the sevens. Um, Midot, how do you say? Measures. Measures, or? yes. Uh, because they are related to the seven lower spheres in the tree of life, which is Chesed, Grace, Kevoba, Bravery, Tiferet, Netzach, Chod, Yesod, Malchut. So we as humans has to complete our deeds in those measures, in grace, in overcoming, in beauty, in eternity and so on. So the seven spheres, this is what we bring up as humans. It's like it's like Snow White and the seven dwarfs in the Disney stories. The seven dwarfs are uh, symbolizing the seven lower measures that humanity has, that has to accomplish or to be completed in. Yes. And uh, this is our deeds. It is very interesting what you say because um, in modernity we tend to look at life in a sense of um, a kind of a hopelessness that we say we can never know all the facts. In a way we are already so far um, developed in our information technology and everything that sometimes we feel actually we cannot know everything and there are things like the butterfly effect we never know what consequences actions might have that i do and it may bring a person to a point of of a kind of desperation where he says you know why to do anything in a way my deeds are not important what do i know what can i do politics all kinds of science, which is so complex that a normal person cannot follow this. And this, what what is my deed important? This is what this is the struggle that we saw in the story. That when the man was sleeping, the the, the person, the good man, who gave the, the food to the poor, was sleeping under the tree. He was tired, 
and there's a struggles of of the two snakes so to speak so the snakes it comes from above he says but what will it help you to do something you're just a little creature like an ant you're nothing your deeds are not a account you are meaningless like the worm from the psalms of david yes yes a person is just a worm cannot do anything yes yes but the the snakes it rises from the ground from the seven spheres the deeds the deeds of a man it's like the menorah this is it the deeds of a man are important as the flame the seven flames of the menorah in the holy temple in jerusalem we are rising with our deeds we are rising the fire of the menorah we are illuminating the menorah with our deeds each measure light another flame in the menorah so when all the seven measures are complete the whole seven flames of the menorah are illuminating in the temple which is our heart the human heart is a temple of god in jerusalem and from our heart we illuminate to the whole world the holiness and then in this way um like we we have this saying in the new testament we will not taste death if there is this um illumination or or understanding within a person yes there is a feeling that things do not end yes they never it's infinite even if the body at one point has to to change to change or to 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 be uh, reconverted like it says in physics all energy uh, is being transferred into another form of energy it can never get lost so also the body like you say it has to change eventually it's it has expired in its current yes, form yes expiring date on yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 so life life um, is continuing all the time these deeds though that a person has to do um i think it might be interesting to speak a little bit about what kind of deeds are those what what does even constitute a deed because we think i go to the post i go to buy some vegetable is is that a deed in these dimensions that you are speaking of or what what kind of a deed There, there are many steps in deeds there are generally four uh, layers of deeds um because we ha- have four steps uh, in every uh, stufa we have like d- not moving and then we have what is growing and then we have animal stage and then we have speaking stage so but generally the what we say when we when we say good deed we we mean we mean intention good intention so, so that's that's very important what you say because a person could be doing a good deed and you could not even notice it from the outside so yes. to speak yes? yes like a a thought in a person that crosses him suddenly could be considered a, a deed in these terms yes yes because god is uh 
God, like He created the world, He said, and shall be a light. And there was a light. So we are active by sending sequences of thoughts. So if a person uh, think a good thought of another person, uh, he's rising a certain frequency that influenced the other more than to build for him, for more than to build for him a chateau yes as <laughs> stronger because what we always count is how many bricks and how many rooms and how many real estates a person has but we we never give a, a meaning to a good thought that crosses us i mean comes through us for another person for another group of people for a good intention to do good for others just the will of the heart to do good for everybody without even stating what is good just to to send goodness in any form because form form will come to anyone what he needs is the good for him the the goodness has many forms according to the person who receive to the receiver but this is a good deed so um in in other words it's kind of a totally opposite picture of what i was describing before of modern man that lifts his hand in front of the complexity and says nothing i do matters yes and what we see here is that no everything matters yes every tiny thing in a person's life every thought that a person may have or may not have is very important yes because the inner life has a meaning because we live each and every one of us living simultaneously like simultaneously yes like two kinds of life external life and inner life and at the same time and we need to bridge this yes we we sometimes think like this that oh i need to be a millionaire to be a, a philanthropist so that i can donate a lot of money and make the world a better place as this phrase goes but yes. in a way i don't need to be a millionaire millionaire you can be in your heart to give grace to everybody you're the best millionaire ever that nobody can count your uh, coins in the bank even nobody will even notice no, yes yeah nobody a person yeah. may cross you on the street yeah. and yeah. he he may be one of those famous uh, tzaddikim yeah. as they speak of in in Judaism that the world is built on yes the the righteous is generally translated right um, yes that they themselves do not they even do not know. know that they are tzaddikim yes. this is the most important because if they would know they would die this is again the knowing is death אבל הצדיק נקרא עץ חיים. The tzaddik is called עץ חיים, the tree of life, because he does not know, because he believes. So I, I think that uh, is a good note to conclude this episode on. And I, I hope it will give our listeners um, something to think about. Mm-hmm. They, the listeners can also participate 
of course, in asking questions and, and rising topics to yes, have very good. conversations. You <laughs> yes. are all welcome. Yes, thank you for, for reminding us. Definitely, if you if you have any questions or you would like us to talk about a, a certain story that you heard somewhere, please um, comment on the blog or uh, send us send us an email through the contact form. Um, and also, of course, we would like to in, invite all of you, if you found this podcast on iTunes, leave a review so that other people can can find this uh, podcast series as well and, and add their questions. So please feel free to add and participate, like Etty said. Thank you. And we know it's been a while since our latest episode. We hope that um, we'll continue with the next episode not too far in the future. Thank and you. Have a great day, everyone. All the best. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.